0: It was like a box of chocolates. There's no place like. You talking to me? All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close up. Nobody puts
1: baby. I could have been a contender.
0: He's looking at you, kid.
1: Here's Johnny. A very
0: particular set of skills. Your milkshake. Go ahead. Make my day. I'll be back. I'm the father. I'm Spartacus. Shall off to my new friend. Why, so serious? You shall not pass. Hi, welcome to uh, Real Features' uh, special award uh, podcast. It has been a while, I'll be honest, uh, since our last podcast. Um, During same with COVID, uh, although we were probably broadcasting during COVID, but we had a little bit of a break between. Um, The year has finished, uh, thank God. Um, It seems like it was a while ago, but we are reviewing uh, 2020. I'm your host, Paul Cookson. And uh, I'm joined by my special guest, and uh, I guess almost co-host almost now, but uh, (laughs) Sam Lavery.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Paul. Thanks for having me. It's great to be back. I think last time I was on this thing, we did like a three-hour extravaganza, and by the end of it, I couldn't say my name. I'd had a lot of drinks.
0: It went for so long, dude. I couldn't stop. It was a big one. We had to break into three episodes. It was so long, and... uh, yeah, I kind of threw you guys under that one because it was uh, we had 50 different villains that we had to go through and there was a lot of drinking and, yeah, it was a little fruity at the end, but it was good fun. <laughs> it kind and it was of at the height of lockdown. It was. It kind of ruined us because that almost sealed the deal and we hadn't done one of these for a while, but um, we're back and uh, hopefully we'll try and make it a bit more of a semi-regular occurrence. Um, in this one, we are doing... Uh, our, our, we did this last year as well, but it's a bunch of different awards that we, the Academy Awards were just recently. This is our own version of this. Some, some categories are the same. Some are very different. Um, and then probably on next week or in a coming uh, episode, we'll do the uh, the usual top ten films of uh, two thousand and twenty as well. So, um, mm. yeah, should be fun. And you've
1: been doing it. How long have you been doing a top ten? Because I mean, you haven't been doing an audio version for a while, but you would like writing and posting your top 10 for like a decade, I reckon.
0: Yeah, I think, I more. looked it up, I think it was 2006 mm. or 2005 oh, wow. I've been doing them. So yeah, it's been, um, yeah. I mean, this is 2002, so it's almost, uh, yeah, do the math, 14 years, yeah. something like that. So it's been, yeah, a fair few have been doing it. Epic. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah nice. Yeah. And what's news with you anyway, before we get into it much, uh, I mean, since the last one, probably a lot's happened, but. Uh, yeah. A lot.
1: No, you know, just enjoying the freedoms of living life outside of quarantine. Um, you know, we follow the football. winning. I don't know how many people care about the Ds on this thing. Who knows? That's good. And I'm expecting a baby, which is also Yay! very exciting and good.
0: Not long now as well. Only no. Now. Yeah. Going to have that to be a real-life
1: awesome. adult in like four or five <laughs> weeks. <laughs>
0: You, so no you're more three-hour podcasts, Paul. So you're trying to fit a lot in, in between now and, and uh, how many more weeks is it? It's like I think it's about five? five. Wow. Wow. That's huge. It's going quick. Like after the first, like you find out you're
1: pregnant or whatever, it gets to 12 weeks. You're like, oh, I got ages. But then yeah. three months is already done. And then it just, I'll give you the hot tip. It, it flies. So anyway. <laughs>
0: Well, you'll have plenty of opportunity to watch a lot of movies and TV series when you have a kid because you you're probably just yeah. be sitting in front of the TV and won't want to go out of the house. And that Exactly. Change, as opposed to what you normally do now, probably. But, uh. <laughs> Which is identical. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, well, yeah, nice. Well, this is going to be helpful, man, going through all this because admittedly I've seen a lot of it, probably haven't seen some of it, and whatever you say, generally got a pretty good eye for this stuff. So I'm looking forward to finding out who some of the winners are
0: yeah so i've i've got my i've, I've put uh, my nominees and then got my own winner which we can sort of discuss uh some of those but also i'd be keen to get your take on what you think uh your your opinion is on, on who you think the winner is and any of that sort of stuff as well so yeah let's get into it then let's do and, it um, so this, we've broken these into uh, TV series and uh, movies, so sort of doing a bit of a split on the two, Um, so almost Golden Globes-esque a little bit, um, mixed with a bit of Razzies in here as well, we've got some more (laughs) films as well coming up as well, so, um, but I'll start with a TV series and then we'll probably move on to the movies a little bit, but... um, um, I have to say overall, probably given with COVID and all that sort of stuff, the movies were a little bit quieter this year, but the TV series are still pretty strong, and I think because a lot of those were made before COVID hit and we all wanted to binge a lot of those during the time, so it was a good, probably a good better year for TV than it was for movies overall. But um, Definitely. So I'll start with the category Best TV Series, Comedy. So these are comedies-only TV series. Um, the nominees I had was... AP Bio, Afterlife, F is for Family, Rick and Morty, Schitt's Creek, Ted Lasso, and What We Do in the Shadows. Uh, my winner, uh, actually, I think for second year running was, again, What We Do in the Shadows. Um, ah. Yeah. The mockumentary, the uh, the one on the vampire one that... Um, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I'm trying to think of the director's name, um, completely gone. But New yeah. Zealand guy, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, very hilarious series if you haven't seen it, but um, yeah. it's um, awesome,
1: man. to be honest, I thought you would be close to Rick and Morty on that one.
0: It's, it's pretty close because Rick and Morty, yeah, that would probably be number two. I'm a, I'm a huge Rick and Morty fan, so um, yeah, um, and yeah, no, it, it, it was a close one, yeah um, just yeah, I don't know what we do in the shadows. That humor is just so hilarious. Um, uh, I need to look up the the director's name, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's yeah, the quality is always very good. If you haven't seen it, it's definitely definitely worth your while.
1: Yeah, it's a really good mix of like the the darkness and all the kind of stereotypes about vampires, and then it's got you know even violence mixed in there. But it is just
0: dry. It's it's really well written. I love it too. I'm a Big fan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's it. Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement. Yeah, so they're the ones who are. So, so the yeah, they've they've done some good things. But definitely, very good film. Um, good series. Another one that actually probably is worth. Uh, I mean, some of these were. It was still a pretty good field, I thought. I thought um, Ted Lasso's been a bit of a, a surprise one to me. That's the, the one that um, is an Apple TV one, I think it is. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, it's kind of a, a lighthearted one on an American... Um, oh Gosh, I, uh, I've forgotten <laughs> again, the actor's <laughs> name, but uh, <laughs> this is not a good start. Um, I mean, everyone, who is uh, this guy? Sadiqis, yeah, <laughs> that's the one. Um, I was going to say Ed
1: Helms. It's like the other one.
0: It's like those two
1: guys are, like, pretty much the same person, I think.
0: Very interchangeable. Um, and he's, he's come over from America to pretty much um, coach uh, a, a struggling soccer team. Um, but, yeah, that's no, a bit of fun. Um, hmm. um, yeah, and I think, uh, I mean, obviously, Afterlife with Ricky Gervais got a lot of publicity. I think it was kind of um, probably not as good as the first season. but still pretty solid. Um, and AP Bio is of course, um, also got um, uh, um, it's from um, it's also in Philadelphia. Philadelphia, yeah, yeah. Um, the one of the guys from that, which is like,
1: what's, what's his name? Is it Glenn? Glenn? How no, that's the yeah, he... yeah dude. This is going to be right. so good. This podcast this? is going to be an hour of us trying to work out who's <laughs> making. <on>. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> It's just people uh, who listen
0: to this going, kind of <laughs> like, just yelling into the into the yeah line, yeah right? these idiots
1: know anyone who makes or is in anything. <laughs>
0: uh, who did you have as? Uh, what did you think was the top? Uh,
1: look, I'd probably agree with that one, man. What we do in the shadows is really cool. It's unique too, which yeah. I really like. It's um a cool take on things. I, I, I've got a soft spot for F's for family too. That's it. Yeah, Earth fan. I think it was still solid season, but um yeah, I agree with that. What we do in the shadows, the winner.
0: Nice one. Um, next up we have best new TV series. Um and there was again quite a few new T V series this year that came up, which is good. Um the nominees I had for this was uh Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun, uh Living with Yourself. Mythic Quest, Raven's Banquet, Raised by Wolves, Soul Opposites, and Star Trek Picard. Um, My winner for this one was.
1: Can I guess, try and guess your. Oh,
0: did you just say it? Did you just say
1: it? Was it Raised by Wolves? It was. Yeah, I was going to pick that. I I want to actually do that for the next one. Let me guess what I reckon. I
0: like it. Yep. Done. Good call. Good call. Yeah. Yes, Raised by Wolves. Was, I mean, you're probably in agreement with that, would you? Uh, I mean, yeah, very that's very good.
1: good. I've got a soft spot for Auntie Donna for yes. various reasons. We kind of, I don't know how you'd put it, acquaintances. We've interviewed Broden from Auntie Donna, who's a, a really funny guy. And I thought that show was really unique. Like, we were talking yeah. about unique offerings. I mean, holy shit. But, um, yeah, I think it's very hard to go past Raised by Wolves. That was a yeah. really cool show. Ridley Scott.
0: Ridley Scott, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just getting a cool sci-fi one that was so original and um, really well shot. It was a bit of a mix. You kind of, even the main characters, you kind of like who you like, who you're going for, you're kind of swapping as it and sort of showing. Yeah. Yeah, it was um, pretty dark in period. So it would be very interesting to see what season two brings and what that's going to be like. I've yeah. the production was halted a little bit with COVID, but um, uh, yeah, very exciting edit. to see. It was
1: yeah, well, it had some freaky stuff in it too. Like it had, some, you know, when the um, I can't remember what the hell they called, but like the kind of bionic robot, yeah, around in like that a crucifix a kind of cool. stance, making that yeah. noise.
0: Like that's freaky as man. It is, yeah, it really is, yeah, no, yeah, good. pretty very, cool, very good, yeah. Um, and it had the guy from Vikings in it as well, and I love him. He's he's awesome, that's right. Australian actor. Um, yeah, he's great. So yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. special mention for, I thought Living With Yourself was was a bit of fun. That was the one with Paul Rudd as well, where he's playing um, two, two people. I think they're clones, and, and that was quite interesting as well. Um, I think they're going to do a second series of that at some point. Um, Solar Opposite, speaking of Rick and Morty, that's the, uh, the spin-off series that they've uh, mm-hmm. done as well. Um, I mean, Rick and Morty is probably still more established and better, but I think I um, even season two, which uh, came out recently, I thought was uh, really strong, actually. So definitely if you're a Rick and Morty fan, it's worth checking out Soul Opposites. Um, cool. And uh, Star Trek and Picard was good. It was a bit of a, probably not as good as the uh, original Star Trek and uh, no. The Next Generation, but <laughs> it was good. Bit of fun. Um, and Mythic Quest actually talking about the guys from um Always Sun in Philadelphia. It's actually, um, again, one of the guys, well, yeah, one of the main guys, Mac. Uh, the guy who plays Mac, um, again, forget his name, but yeah, I think it's Glenn Howlett. It. I could be getting, yeah, that I might be the anyway, whatever. We're yeah. not gonna play this name game, no, we're not gonna play this, game. <laughs> yeah, that's not a strong point, clearly. Um, yeah. Um, there was a few others that did make the cut that you uh, think like Your Honor, um, uh, Utopia, True Seekers, Amazing Stories, a few of the other ones and stuff like that. But the ones I mentioned, I thought were probably the um, the, the stronger of the group. Um, moving on to Best Limited Series. So this is, mm-hmm. again, TV series, but just a one off limited series. Uh, and I'd th- say this this group was quite, quite strong. So there was uh, a lot of winners in my mind on this one, but definitely keen to get your take on what you think was... What you think is number one and what you think is your number one as well. Um, So, the nominees are Defending Jacob, uh, I Know This Much Is True, Normal People, The Outsider, The Queen's Gambit, and The Undoing. That is strong, man. Very strong. It is very strong. And two
1: of them stand out to me massively. Should I try and guess...
0: You guess and then you say which ones you would have, which one you have another. Oh
1: god. The the two that I love the most out of that are defending Jacob and the Undoing. Yep. And I think for me it would probably be I mean I watched the Undoing most recently. That's the one with Hugh Grant, right? Correct, right. yes. Yeah. yeah. Um Oh god. I'd probably go the undoing for me out of all of those. I'm going to say that. Oh, okay. Nice. And I reckon you're defending Jacob.
0: Correct. Yes. Defending Jacob. That's right. Yeah, that was my winner. Yeah. Yep. Very close. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, to be honest, all of those I thought were were all pretty pretty even, to be honest. Um, hmm. Defending Jacob for me, I just, I mean, the concept is, is pretty incredible. We may even mention it on a previous podcast. I think it was just about to come out. Um um, but defending jacob yeah it's um got chris Evans and essentially he's he his child um this is a spoiler free podcast we will say as well um we'll try to be um <laughs> this uh essentially he's he's there's a a death at his child's school and all the evidence starts to point towards his child is the uh the the cause of it, and then he has to defend him while going through the evidence and starting to challenge himself whether or not he did it or not and um yeah a lot of twists and turns as it goes but for me that was a real roller coaster with a few surprises in it so I was a huge fan of that having said that so same with the undoing same sort of thing a lot of yeah think is going to happen kind of doesn't and um really well acted and yeah similar sort of courtroom type thing in a different. Um, you could probably actually explain the, the storyline in briefly. Yeah, and well, I mean, I thought it
1: was nice just... And it is, is like, weirdly kind of similar in a way. Like, it mm-hmm. has that kind of murder, who did it kind of thing. The characters are got that darkness to it. It's kind of gritty. I think they actually are similar in ways. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I just thought that some of the performances in that, probably what got me over the... Um, edge with the undoing was yeah i thought hugh grant was which is so weird to say i mean he's just for so many years but now he's making some really awesome choices in the the film and television he does but i thought he was phenomenal in that um nicole kidman i mean she's a great actress but you kind of forget that but then yeah man she was excellent in it too it was just it was
0: really strong yeah you're right about Hugh. I mean, you're used to him just doing the uh, the rom-coms and being the baffle, you know, the bumbling, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Englishman, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, he's really doing some challenging roles now, and he's sort of showing he's got a bit of uh, diversity to him. I mean, I think he uh, did that. Um, that yeah, he's done a few films recently. There's the um guy Ritchie uh, one, guy Ritchie film, yeah, yeah, yeah with the gentleman, which he was great in. Um, so. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. I feel like special mentions, um, uh, I Know This Much Is True is a good one as well. It's a six part series on uh, Mark Ruffalo plays two characters uh, and uh, they're twins and um, they've got bipolar and they're, you know, amazing acting. And the way that he just kind of transforms through his acting, they they really do feel like different characters. He he does a phenomenal job in that. Normal People is phenomenal. It's about, I think, 12 to 18 episodes. Um, I think it's a British one. And um, really about a, a couple. It's just simple, like two two people, um, kids. They start off as kids. They sort of start to fall in love. And just their journey and their kind of relationship where they keep getting pulled apart, back together um, through normal life. And that's why I guess it's called Normal People because it's really is sort of this, this very genuine normal um, sort of people going through life and all the challenges that they go through. But um, again, real surprise packet of uh, that one and really recommend it as well. Um, uh, the Outsider was the Stephen King one. Uh, but it was a recent book that they turned into a, a miniseries. Again, uh, Ben Mendelsohn and a bunch of other great um, actors in that one as well. Really well done. Uh, And the Queen's Gambit obviously got a lot of praise recently. And um, that was a really good one based on a book uh, about uh, the chess uh, and, uh, you know, drug addiction and all these other sort of things Mm. as well. So it was, um, yeah, all of those, if you haven't seen them, certainly worth checking out. They're all winners. They are, definitely. Um, Just to touch on something missed out, but uh, I, I had Fargo. I didn't think the recent Fargo season was as good um as probably previous ones um uh, uh i think it's I'm trying to pronounce this right middle middle ditch and schwartz i think it is yeah um, yeah he, that, i thought that was quite pr- quite fun um is where they pretty much just uh do a stage show and improv uh which is pretty cool um the haunting of blind manor which was a sequel of the the haunting of hill house definitely not as good as the first season but uh and then the stand which again was a stephen king uh, remake series that had a huge cast and just did not deliver, it just wasn't that good. So, um, they're some of the ones that are kind of stood out to me. Um, cool, keep moving. This is probably a like good one for the... a master class, yeah, yeah. Oh, I but... oh, that... yeah,
1: yeah. Um... Sorry, man, I think we got delayed there a bit. No, I was just yeah, saying that sorry, the yeah. sorry, just quickly, yeah, the middle ditch and Schwartz. I thought that was in terms of improvisation and. Like, even if you're not, I went in that with, like, oh, yeah, I kind of know who these guys are, but that was, yeah, that was really entertaining.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was. The fact that they had such a loose storyline and went on for about 40 to 50 minutes where they were just yeah. kept going larger and larger on their stories, it was, um, yeah, pretty cool to see. So, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Ballsy, ballsy uh, for them to do that as a stage yeah. show. <laughs> yeah, make a Netflix special out of it. It's crazy. Yeah, absolutely um best tv series um so this is the best uh, that i had for last year so again i'll let you uh, try and pick this one as well but uh the nominees i had were better call Saul, cobra kai raised by wolves the boys the crown and the mandalorian strong man once again yeah.
1: a strong group it is um i mean look i probably reckon you might you could repeat yourself and just go Raised by Wolves. I reckon, or The Boys. I reckon are going to be your and two. What's your pick? Um, out of all of those, man, this that's a tough one. I really enjoyed Cobra Kai. I thought that was just enjoyable television. It's probably not the winner for me. I reckon I'd probably go Raised by Wolves. To be honest, out of those. Yeah. yeah. Mm.
0: Believe it or not, I went The Mandalorian. Oh um, yeah, yep. um,
1: that second
0: season was just every episode was so so strong. Um, mm. I mean, it felt like the budget was huge in them, and um, such entertain. He just had so much fun. Uh, like on on, I don't know. I think after the first series, he really got the groove for it, and it just elevated, which I didn't think was possible. And yeah, yeah I mean, it's like you said, it was a, it was a tough choice because definitely, um. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I picked the boys last year. Um, I thought the boys was uh, phenomenal. I thought it was still really good. Probably the shock factor of the boys last year certainly got up there as well. Um, yeah. Razor-Wide bulls, like you said, very, very strong. I agree. I actually have to admit I only discovered Cobra Kai this year as well. So it's sort yeah. of um, catching up on multiple seasons on that. And, yeah, absolutely loved it as well. It's just really fun. Um, it's just an easy one to watch, is. Cobra Kai, yeah. Yeah. For those who aren't aware, Cobra Kai is, uh, is, uh, I guess the, um, based on the Karate Kid literally brings back the original kid mm-hmm. actors from Karate Kid and, uh, yeah, are it's, cool. it's just so well done. I think Will Smith even produces it, but, um, which of course his kid was in the remake, uh, not as good remake, um, with Jackie Chan, but, um, yeah, uh, definitely, definitely worth a watch. Um, Better Call Saul still pretty good quality. Um, and actually, The Crown, um, I thought, was really good this season. Um, I mean, I know it's always really well-rated, and it's usually the set designs and um, the acting and all that sort of stuff is pretty good. But, um, yeah, I thought this, this year was one of the, for me, one of the, the better seasons as well. I thought it was really well done. So Yeah,
1: um, tough one. Actually, yeah. you know what? I mean, as you say that, I'm not changing what I, what I selected, but The Mandalorian was really strong. It was awesome. Yeah. Like Definitely. just thinking back on
0: that. Yeah. 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 It's a, and it's obviously elevated to now they're doing about 10 spin off series on it. Um, God. Or, or <laughs>
1: this, Disney, you um... got to
0: make their money. <laughs> um, Favreau, the producer of it, he's, uh, I think he's actually going to take a year off um, of uh, The Mandalorian um, to work on some of these other projects. So it is sad that we won't get Mandalorian for probably two years now. Um, but we're going to get a Boba Fett one, um, one on, uh, oh, the, again, people will be screaming into the phone, but the, uh, the female Jedi, um, played by Rosario Dawson. She's doing a series. I think a bunch of others as well. Um, but um, even Robert Rodriguez, I think, is uh, director, is um, doing one of the series, I think. I can't remember which one. That's crazy. On, but, um, yeah. So they're definitely, as always, Disney dishing out the money. But um, yeah, a good series there, for sure definitely yeah um a couple that missed out for me that i uh was good but uh yeah last kingdom um and uh westworld again i thought westworld was good probably a bit better than the last season but um still i I feel like it hasn't really caught captured the first season that first season was phenomenal of westworld but kind of uh yeah i don't know been kind of had to get that magic back a little bit but um yeah yeah yeah, um, admittedly
1: I haven't watched any Westworld for a while. I, that first season was awesome. Amazing. I tried to watch some of the second and then I just kind of fell away and there's so many choices these days and it's just I probably agree yeah. with that. I don't know. Yeah. hard to emulate that that first season.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Not sure if they're doing another season of that actually, but um yeah, mm. I I should know keep going. But um All right. Actually this one's kind of a, a, a mix actually, mixed category of uh movies. NTV, kind of open it up to open the field up. And then uh, I know this is one that's uh, close to you, but it's actually the best documentary film or TV. Um, I know you're a big fan of docos and things like that. In fact, you it's true. recommend yes. a lot of these to me, if anything. <laughs> so um, so if anything, you're probably the expert on this one, but I'll, I'll give you my <laughs> have a crack at my one. My, uh,
1: I mean, I've seen all of reason. them, so that's one thing. I don't know if that's an expert,
0: but yeah. you know, um, you've got some absolute winners there. Yeah, so I've got, um, so I tried to narrow it down so the list wasn't ridiculous, but uh, we can probably mention I do on the run sheet. I sent you, I've got uh, about um, another 20 or something listed on there, but, um, <laughs> but I've got. Um, I've narrowed it down to uh, I'll Be Gone in the Dark, uh, Jeffrey Epstein, Filthy Rich, uh, The Last Dance, The Trials of Gabrielle Fernandez, um, Target King, Murder, Mayhem, Madness, and Tread. Oh, Red got in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> man, they're, yeah, they're
1: so, once again, strong group. And even, yeah, your secondary list, which I guess we'll talk about, is got some rippers in there too. But, man, I've oof, out of those, I reckon you'd be all over. I mean, The Last Dance is very hard to go past. For me, it's probably because I'll be gone in the dark just to refresh my memory. That's a Richard Ramirez one, isn't it?
0: Uh, it's not. It's about the East Area Rapist. Uh, uh, ah, yeah.
1: actually, yeah, that one was very good too. Hmm. Richard Ramirez one. Did you, Is was that twenty twenty or twenty one? Uh,
0: that uh, I think was this year. If I, uh. I think, yes, I think I think it is. Um, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> Let me look it up.
1: It's yeah. uh no, you're right. That one was twenty twenty one. There you go. So that will be on the next You're off, off the hook. Probably. That was very <laughs> strong. Um, but no, I'll Be Gone in the Dark is awesome. I know the one you're talking about now. The Last yeah. Dance, I mean, they are all good. Jeffrey Epstein is just so, oh, God, like uncomfortable mm-hmm. to really watch is. and go, Jesus Christ, like, <laughs> what the hell? How did this even happen? Know, Obviously, you don't even have to say anything. Tread, I like that that's in there. That's such a, a random doco. About it this, uh, it's yeah. Without giving away too many spoilers, but it, it is like the ultimate revenge kind of story. Yeah. <laughs> Doco.
0: You can give a bit of a summary of what happened, because that's what hooked me when you told me about it. So. I'm not sure how so. many people
1: have heard much about it, but it's about a guy who's just, he moves to a small town, he gets disgruntled and feels like people aren't taking him seriously, and then I think there's some real estate disputes, and then he essentially locks himself away and builds... This unstoppable tractor, <laughs> and it's just, and it is legitimately unstoppable. And you might have seen it on; it happened ages ago, but you might have seen clips of it or whatever. But it is just, it's incredible. Like yeah. this, this just this thing he creates, a like a mad scientist
0: <laughs> driving down the street, and people are shooting it, and just nothing. Yeah, it's bulletproof. <laughs> yeah,
1: you can't, you can't do anything. So it's Amazing. that's really a crazy doco. But for me, man, I reckon. As the full, I don't know, a full piece, I reckon The Last Dance is probably, for
0: me, the the number one out of those. Yeah, and that was my pick as well. So I think, uh, I mean, that was just as COVID was kind of hitting, it was a perfect time. And everyone yeah. um, uh, if, if wanting to sort of binge on something. And, and every week, I know it was such a big event, everyone... Um, yeah, I think all sports fans probably liked it. I think even people who aren't sports fans probably still appreciated it and, and probably yep. reminded us just why everyone regards Jordan as the greatest of all time sportsman and his mindset and kind of getting that appreciation of what it was like, how crazy the popularity he got um, just walking down the streets and, you know, um, as internet was sort of, just coming, hitting, hitting its strides, but, it, um, or, and even not when it was around, um, just that, you know, you'd see him walk down the street and, um, you know, the, the, everyone's trying to get interviews off him and just, yeah, I don't know. It was pretty crazy. And the way he talked, yeah. to, the behind the scenes, the yeah, way he it talked was... to is, Yeah. Amazing. It was,
1: yeah, it was crazy. And what I, and what was interesting, what Netflix did also was it, how they did release it weekly. So they'd give you like one or two episodes a week. And that was, man, it was like old school TV. You'd literally be like, ah, it's coming out tonight or whatever. Like it was an interesting strategy because they pretty much don't do that that I know of with anything else. But this was so, I guess, big and the anticipation was so great that they're like, ah, we'll make people jump on board this thing. Exactly. And I think you're right in what you said about sports fans. Obviously, it's a no-brainer. They love this thing. They love The Last Mm. Dance. But... The true sign of a really good documentary is that it can be compelling to anyone who doesn't even know anything about the subject, and yeah. I think that's what's so strong about The Last Dance. Anyone can watch
0: it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the way he just laughs at some of the uh, other people who try to challenge him. Obviously, the Gary mm. Payton thing is a is a great as well. And yeah. You know, uh, it's very very well done i don't think it's spun off like it's gonna it's also gonna spin it like the way that they shot it was really well done and then they're gonna do that with a lot of other sportsmen i then mean, they're doing one on tom brady they did one on uh your favorite the undertaker in uh, wrestling and uh <laughs> he's not an doing... athlete <laughs> <laughs> i think they're doing that on a few uh a few sports and they're trying to find the greats of uh each sport and um yeah very interesting but um, yeah, yeah.
1: It, was, it was very cool um yeah. But then you've got this laundry list of That's it. unlucky um,
0: documentaries that missed out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, all the nominees ones as well, I mean, you can't hide from the fact how, how big Tiger King was, I guess, as well. that. Yep. I mean, they're literally making a spin-off series with I think it's Nick Cage playing uh, playing the main role in that one, which is interesting. But, um, yeah, that was a big one. The trial of Gabriel Fernandez was uh, pretty big as well. Like, what happened to that? Yeah kid was just shocking um this little boy and his parents just how abusive they were and the things that how horrific what they did to him was just unbelievable um just each episode just unwrapped more of just the horrific things that they did so mm. um and i guess yeah jeffrey epstein and a similar page like just what this guy got away with i know there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there about hollywood and um predators and, and sex trafficking and i guess you certainly uh Kind of fueled this even more because this is, you know, showing the truth that this guy actually, yeah, and and the fact that you know he got pegged in in, in jail or shut, you know, shushed up sort of thing as well is pretty uh, mm. scary as well. But um, the things that he could get away with and the celebrities he had coming to his uh, islanders, is, yeah, pretty cool <laughs> confronting. Yeah, it's mind blowing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and as we mentioned, I'll be gone in the dark, which was um. Uh the um I think is it Patton Oswald's uh ex wife um wrote a book originally yep. um, following the East Area rapist that um was unsolved and had something like fifty rape uh you know, rapes uh across um yeah America it's like California and California and Yeah. Yeah. That ended up turning into him becoming a, um, a serial murderer as well, and yeah. um, and then uh, serial killer. I think that's what they're known as, and then uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> serial murderer. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, that was pretty good. But yeah, I mean, some of the things I guess from the, the list I didn't have there was there anything that struck uh, really. Probably, uh, uh,
1: man, like so many, like even just looking at it. I mean, the social dilemma. I thought. Yeah. Was one that I think a lot of people talked about. A lot of people saw that, and it was kind of outlined the algorithms and all the the, the depth of what these kind of tech companies are, are doing to keep your attention. But that was yeah. pretty full on. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, Big one. Yeah, enjoyed the comedy store, Doco. I thought that was really cool. Just such a the heart of comedy in America, you'd say, and just the history at that place, and that was a really cool, I don't know if it was like a five or six-parter kind of thing, but the history there with, like, Robin Williams and Richard Pryor and all those guys all the way up to, you know, Rogan and Burr and comedians like that. But that was just, that was really cool. And I, I yeah. went there when I went to the US, so it was awesome to see wow. a doco on that. It's, yeah, really cool doco if you're into comedy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like you said, um, the who's who's list of... uh yeah, comedy. So it's definitely yeah. Again, if you're into stand up, definitely worth a it's a must watch. Probably definitely.
1: But then also, man, you've got like McMillions on there, which was, I thought was a pretty interesting show. That was um, was that HBO?
0: I think it, I think was. it was. Yeah, yeah, yep.
1: Yeah, that was cool. Just yeah. about the like the McDonald's monopoly. There was like a massive scam in the US, and then that story just goes places. It's one of those things where you're like, how who wrote this? It doesn't seem like yeah. real life, but there's so many twists in that story about these people kind of claiming fake monopoly pieces
0: in the McDonald's competition, and then it just goes
1: crazy places.
0: Yeah. But that's worth a watch. All getting money and getting, it's that yeah monopoly game we all used to love, and and they all yeah. just cleaned up over at this. Dodgy syndicate, and, and the the cop uh, involved or the detective, he was such a character, and he's he's almost worth it to watch it by itself. Yeah, he's, the uh, FBI agent or whatever. Yeah, yeah, so charismatic, he's he's very funny. Yeah. Mm. Was yeah. what was the like the one that stood out to you out of those? Yeah, I think you probably, um, I think yeah, you probably. Now the, the the rise of empires Ottoman was interesting because they kind of acted it out while doing the uh, the series as well. That was quite kind of interesting. Um, um, uh, the killer inside the mind of Aaron Hernandez. I'm, I'm an NFL yeah. fan. I thought that was quite. Um, that was crazy cool. Yeah. Someone who owned the world and just signed some rich contract, something like thirty to fifty million, and literally murders somebody, and and then all the twists and turns of what happens to that pro footballer is, is pretty crazy mm. um yeah even console wars i watched recently i thought that was a bit of fun it's the one where they kind of go back into the history of the, the war between nintendo and Sega, and then when playstation hits it and the tactics they used to use to try and up each other at like um you know introduce more violence and nintendo was very um family friendly and stuff like that and yeah very yeah very interesting as well but yeah yeah it's a big year for docos, that's for sure. Definitely. It's awesome.
1: Yeah. All right. What do we got next, oh.
0: Mr. Cookson? All right. Into, uh, into movies. Um, so uh, I always like to start with my favourite genre, um, oh. and that is uh, horror films. I'm a big, big horror film fan. Um, so uh, I've narrowed the list down to the nominees. I don't know how many of these you may have watched uh it, not many. Out, we'll <laughs> <laughs> I think I've watched one, literally. <laughs> um, the nominees are Host, I'm Thinking of Ending Things, Peninsula, uh, Possessor, Rent-A-Pal, and The Invisible Man. Uh, I don't even know if you want to have a crack at this, because if you've only seen one. Uh, I've, one I've seen read. The
1: Invisible Man.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: So I, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. It was a good thriller.
0: Yeah. Well, cuz the only one I know. Well, luckily that's the one I picked. So there you go. So hey! <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah. yeah, no, The Invisible Man for me was uh fantastic. I thought it was um yeah, very very well done to remake a film like that have that suspense to turn it into um uh, I think Lee Whannell, the Australian director, did it as well. And um, the acting as well um, was phenomenal. Um, oh, it's... does uh, uh, Is it Kevin Bacon? Uh, uh, that, that that the, uh... Yeah, that was the uh, Hollow Man, which is kind of a... Uh, but there was a yeah, 19... A oh, real early one that they originally did. But um, yeah, Hollow Man was kind of a... a, a but it was Elizabeth, Elizabeth Moss... Um, who, That's right. Uh, who starred in this one and, and she's a great actress and, and she did because they kind of um, made this one kind of a, uh, I guess she's in an abusive relationship and it sort of also shows that mental mental toll and, and mental illness almost like how it's sort of not really mental illness but kind of how how it um, really affects her, her state and, and yeah just so tastefully done um, very creepy yeah mm. big big fan yeah um, love that film so what was other... your oh yeah. yeah
1: go i'd be interested to hear about some of these other ones man
0: yeah so um some of the other ones host i'll start from the start but host uh was also one that had a bit of cult following it was shot just like what we're what you and i are doing right now um over um over uh, zoom um mm-hmm. it's uh it essentially they shoot the whole thing through that. So it's supposed to be that a, a group of friends get together, they do a Zoom session, and they decide to do an online seance that, of course, then starts to turn wrong and the uh, the spirits start to attack each one of them individually and that sort of stuff. But um, actually quite well done for, for the premise. So um, I'm okay. thinking of ending things um, was was a really odd, odd one. Um, really, it had actually starred uh, Jesse Plemons um who you've probably seen uh as people call him fat matt damon um, yep. <laughs> I <keep talking> about <laughs> breaking bad and all that sort of stuff um and i think um also starred tony collette uh david mm-hmm. uh thewlis uh jesse buckley who's um who's uh yeah becoming very strong as an actress recently as well um but yeah yeah it was quite quite a, an odd um very very strange film peninsula is a korean one um it's a sequel to uh train to bassoon uh uh, Uh, yeah right um zombie one essentially uh in korea which is really that that was actually almost yeah that almost took number two for me i really liked Mm. it a lot of fun not as good as the first one but it was still a lot of fun for a um possessor again was a bit of an odd one a bit of a, a kind of a strange mental going into uh, yeah uh, I think it was yeah someone's obviously um, can possess people and I think was committing crimes on, on their behalf and then kind of getting out of their body and kind of doing hits and stuff through but it was quite twisted as well but then she can start it starts to mess with her psyche and things like that um, yeah. and then finally surprise packet for me was this film called Rent-A-Pal which I don't, probably has never been mentioned on any award thing or anything but for me, I just found, I thought it was fun um, and it was uh, It was actually... Uh, um, uh, it it started a, like a bit of a loser sort of guy who lived with his mum and uh, he's got no friends and all this sort of stuff. He's really struggling. He goes and buys a VCR, so it's back when VCRs are around and stuff like that and it's called Rent-A-Pal and it's just some guy recorded where he talks to you and, uh, and this guy was playing over and over again And he kind of, it's one of those open-ended videos where the guy's talking to him going, how's your day going? What have you been up to? And this guy has a few drinks and then starts to reply to it. But then he gets so consumed by it, he thinks the guy's actually his friend and he's talking to him. The guy doesn't change. The video literally stays the same. Yet they make Hmm. this crazy film where this guy starts losing his mind and thinking this guy's real. To the point he even starts dating someone. And then he takes what the guy's saying in the video the wrong way and just yeah it's it's, <laughs> mental. it's such a bizarre concept but i, yeah. I thought it was like a, just a really yeah interesting one interesting so, idea yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah quite original so yeah um yeah um, a few that missed out um yeah probably not really worth mentioning actually probably not. <laughs> okay one was called swallow which is a bit of a different one as well where a, a lady i thought it was just funny because of the premise she starts eating Random swallowing, random objects like starts what? off with like a, a marble and then a pin, and it just in, escalates from there to like full, just sharp objects, dangerous. And just like his, her husband's like, What are you doing? and she's getting surgery, and she's pregnant at the time as well. So, um, they always double check. Oh my anything god, <laughs> anything random, but um,
1: yeah, <laughs> dude, I love that like half these films can just be on like a concept and then they just build on it, and that's, that's all it is. Yeah.
0: Mental, but
1: yeah so good yeah. nice and
0: cool. we've got
1: best action film up next Yes,
0: oh That's boy right. best action and this is i like to say action is in the, the the typical action film so I've, I've taken out comic book films and war films and things like that i've just kind of gone your old classic kind of uh yeah popcorn action film so yep. my nominees are bad boys for life extraction uh the one with chris hemsworth Tenant, Unhinged, uh, and uh, Wonder Woman 1980. Hang on, why is that in there? X-Comics. Okay, I will take out Wonder Woman. That's not in there. it the floor. It didn't win, so that's fine, so. <laughs> All right, so, <laughs> so it's so, not Wonder Woman then. It's not Wonder Woman, and it should okay. be. Okay. So yes, so down to Bad Boys for Life, Extraction, Tenant, and Unhinged. I'll leave it at that.
1: I have no idea, dude. I haven't even seen half of these. To be fair,
0: <laughs> so yeah, fair enough. Uh,
1: I'm gonna go extraction for your choice.
0: Yeah, I and what would you, yeah, would what would you all
1: do it do? out of what I'd pick? I yeah. have no idea.
0: Yeah, on those, I, even though so okay, I went tenant, okay, even though it's not in my top 10 films, and I'm a massive Nolan fan. So yeah, so it so I'll explain that one. Um, Tenant for me was a a big time disappointment in the scheme of Nolan usually produces one of my favorite films every single year. It was very overly complicated, but the reason it won is because it was challenging and trying to be different. It was, the action was still really, really good. Um, the, you know, everything from the acting, the, the score, the, um, all that sort of stuff, really well done. Um, so, uh, it was just super confusing that probably, I think, just almost made it too unenjoyable kind of thing. Yep. I mean, I think people came out of that film trying so hard to understand what it was, and they felt like if you kind of could decipher what was going on, you're Einstein, because you knew <laughs> you, you yeah. got it, and you didn't want to admit that you didn't understand it, but yep. no one did understand it. So, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I I heard that. I mean, I haven't admittedly I haven't seen Tenant,
1: but I've literally heard that from everyone. That it was just a shit show to
0: It was. Yeah.
1: Appreciate what you're saying. Like I think it seems like he probably tried something, he went for something, but then he's just missed the mark. But he makes phenomenal films. So he does, yeah. No doubt he'll bounce back, but for sure.
0: And and then obviously that's why it's still one for me. I still thought it was interesting enough and had enough going for it. Having said that, um, yeah, extraction was fine. It was just sort of a, a popcorn action film with Hemsworth. Yeah. Um Bad Boys for Life. Actually the quality was still pretty strong, I thought, for for Bad Boys films. I thought it was still pretty good given Martin Lawrence is the size of King Kong, I think, these days. And, <laughs> um Yeah, and I don't think he's been in anything since Bad Boys two or three or whatever the last one was, but, um, yeah. Um, and Unhinged, actually, was really good. It was Russell Crowe, again, a fat Russell Crowe, who just gets into road rage and oh, then he just goes yep. nuts tracking down this woman, Um, can't remember who it was played by, but, yeah, it was actually just, I mean, over the top and just you yep. know, suspend your, your belief of what, you know, it would actually happen. It's possible, yeah. Yeah, yeah, really cool. But, yeah sweet you know, the other ones and wonder um, woman and wonder woman which yeah it it should be in the next category uh not <laughs> this one so <laughs> moving along um yeah. i don't know if there was any there that you think i missed but um yeah i don't I think, think so, so dude yeah no so, Alrighty, no uh best comic book film um so <laughs> as always there are a lot of these each year and uh we can probably, again, mute your mark on this one because it's not yeah, strong I'll go grab a drink on this one. <laughs> um, Birds of Prey. Uh, these, sorry, these are the nominees. Birds of Prey and the f- Fantabulous. Uh, Emmett, Emancipation. Uh, that's the one. <laughs> one, Harley Quinn. Uh, Bloodshot. Um, Dive in Diesel. Um, Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, which is a animation uh, one. The Old Guard, uh, and Wonder Woman 1984. Ah, oh, back! <laughs> and no, New Mutants certainly didn't even make the cut because that was a pile of shit. So, <laughs> uh, we're just saying something. So, I wouldn't even ask you probably on this one because I don't think nah, you'll... you go there. for it, dude. Um, surprisingly, the winner was Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> I won't say Wonder Woman 1984 was particularly good. It was just that Wonder Woman 1984 was better than all the other ones, which is not saying much. So it was pretty good yeah. for comic books. Um, uh, Birds of Prey was, again, pretty average. Um, I-, I think... Um, uh, 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 um, Margot uh, Robbie? Margot Robbie, you know, she's always great, but it's just the fact that the script and the storyline just wasn't that strong. Um Bloodshot, again, Vin Diesel, um, pretty typical. (laughs) It was just, yeah, a bit of a, a, yeah, certainly didn't uh, break any barriers on that one. Um, Justice League Dark, yeah, it was a bit of fun. Um, Old Guard, um, it sort of basically uh, loosely based on, um, I think a comic book starred Charlize Theron, um, but again, certainly not incredible. And Wonder Woman, it was okay, although... Without too many spoilers, she saves the world with a lecture, which is pretty shit. (laughs) (laughs) Lectures the the uh, the villain, Um, but yeah, it was more that it was just better than the others. Again, New Mutant was built up. It was It was shot ages ago and built up as being this R-rated film that had all these big star, like junior stars in it, and it just I think it turned into almost a PG film and just was oh so so bad. It was yeah. It was horrible. So, moving along. Um, <laughs> uh, best LOL <laughs> comedy is the next category. Best LOL, I kind of do this as your typical comedy. Like, you you kind of lighthearted. Because I know comedy can be quite loose. so You kind of get those ones that aren't, you know, you don't really laugh out loud to so much. Yeah. So, much so. Um, so, the nominees I had was Bad Trip, uh, Borat uh, Subsequent Movie Film, Eurovision Song Contest, the the story of first fire saga, Uh, freaky uh, Palm Springs and the trip to Greece. Uh, What's your take,
1: dude? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple. I'm back after the comic book (laughs) thing. (laughs) Man, yeah. Look, I there were two that I got really actually. Look, a lot of these were very good, but two in particular resonated with me. I was very excited to see the Borat two, which I thought was pretty funny. I thought that was still it was pretty good. It's going to, it was yeah. going to always be impossible for him to do what he did in the first because everyone knows who Borat is. So I think considering that, he did pretty well uh, in going back to America and still playing out. And he did some crazy stunts in that way, you know, putting his safety at risk as per usual. So that was very good. Yeah. But the surprise packet for me out of all of these where I literally, when I mean, you called this best lol comedy, I literally did laugh out loud At this one and wasn't expecting it It was Bad Trip. Ah,
0: there you go. Yes. Yeah.
1: Dude, I thought that was hilarious, man. I went in with like zero expectation. I do like Eric Andre. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Like he's really funny. But I was like, oh, yeah, this could be anything. It could be an absolute pile of shit. But also it was directed by Jeff Tremaine who did Jackass. And it it had – yeah. And it had that feel to it because, once again, similar to Borat in a way, all this. Mm. A movie and they'd play out the scenes in public. So he'd have lines and they knew they had to get to a certain spot in the storyline and they'd involve members of the public, which was really cool. And man, there were some iconic scenes in that movie where I was just like, holy shit. Like, it was just ridiculous. Oh, There's hilarious. a gorilla scene. I'm not going to say what happens, but it was just, it was freaking hilarious. And it just, it gets you. Not for the faint-hearted, but, man, out of all of those, that one, if we're going by the best make-you-laugh comedy, I think that's mine.
0: Yeah, good call.
1: And for you, Paul Cookson, you'd be selecting Eurovision Song Contest.
0: Close. I did really like that one. I actually did go for Borat.
1: Ah, Yeah. okay.
0: Yeah. Like you said, uh, yeah, no. To to back up the first one and the popularity the first bore out, and to be able to pull off a full movie without being noticed, the surprise packet, um, um, uh, oh, what's her name, and the one who was not uh, the the female in there with him. um, Oh yeah, she did really well. His daughter. Yeah, she was the actress who played. Um, Yeah. Yeah, but and his commitment to the role is just phenomenal. The way he doesn't break character and things like mm-hmm. that—it's just incredible. But um, yeah, I thought I thought that was up. But you're right. I mean, some of these actually—I thought it was actually a pretty good year for, for some of these yeah. comedies. I agree. Bad Trip was not far behind. I thought that was hilarious. Um, real surprise packet. I didn't really know anything about Bad Trip and started watching it, and then I'm like, hang on—is this? They're actually kind of doing the bore right where it's not yeah yeah normal, normal people. Very funny. Um. Yeah, Eurovision Song Contest, I know this is, mixes a lot of people, but I thought this is one of the better Will Ferrell films we've seen for a while. I thought it was actually quite funny. Um, yeah. I thought some of the moments were actually pretty funny. Um, just over the top, and again, if you're kind of going with not too high expectations, I thought it was, I thought it was fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Same with Freaky Man.
1: I thought Freaky, because that was a Vince Vaughn one, right? It was, yeah. Almost a Which
0: was kind Friday
1: of, type. Yeah. yeah, it was like fun. It wasn't. Yeah. Look, it wasn't. Yeah, didn't win this for a reason, but it was. It was still a kind of a fun movie that you could easily chuck on on a Friday night and just chill
0: out with. Yeah, it was the swapping bodies where he's a serial yeah. killer and he swaps bodies with a uh, teenager girl. Um, yeah, going through, you know, high school. It was a prom. Well, I don't know.
1: But um, yeah, well, there's of, so uh, many of those movies girls. like The Hot Chick and Freaky yeah. Friday. It's <laughs> like I feel like one of these movies gets made every five to ten years, but. It was, it was um, a good one, and it kind of had the mix of because of the serial killer, it was a bit more violent
0: and a bit more going on on that side of things too. You're right. Yeah, it is. And speaking of films that get made every year, Palm Springs, it's like the uh, Grand Hog Day, uh, the day repeats and with Andy Sandberg and this one. But, um, um, yeah, I mean, again, going through COVID, we needed films like these, just fun ones yep. that we can kind of just yeah, have a bit of fun with, have a Saturday and kind of just watch something that kind of, yeah, lifted our spirits and that's what some of these did. bit of a different one as well, um, The Trip to Greece. Uh, if you haven't seen The Trip 2 series, uh, definitely recommend, it's um, it's a bit of a strange concept um, but essentially it involves um, Steve Coogan and Rob Brydon and they essentially play themselves but you know, not really them, and they just travel. There's about three or four films that they've been shooting over quite a number of years, and they just travel to a different um, location. I think part of it is kind of real where they're actually eating at places, but they're just ban—it's just banter them going back and forth. That's almost the whole film. There's not really a huge storyline. They're both incredible at impressions, believe it or not. So they actually just kind of half the time are just yep. doing impressions constantly. Um, yeah they hmm. do a um yeah they do they do some absolute classic uh yeah um like they do a great um i mean everyone does a good walk and obviously they do a great um do you paul i know you do don't you? <laughs> no
1: i don't <laughs> i do um, one it's not great jesus <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah they do yeah i'm trying to think uh who else they do but um yeah it's definitely definitely worth a watch and, and quite a lot of fun um what did you think of bill
1: and ted the new one because i know you've got that as one of your little secondaries to the nominees
0: um yeah it it look for like again that humor is very different to what is except like you know bill and ted dumb sort of stupid humor was so big in the 90s there were so many different films that did that um yeah but now that kind of doesn't really land now. But um, if we're going off that, I actually thought they did okay, like given that it's they're like 60 years old and yeah. they trying to do a storyline on that. Um, I thought it was okay. It was fun. Yeah. What did you think?
1: Yeah, I, I didn't mind it. It was, yeah, not, I think it, where you've placed it out of the top whatever, five, six, mm. is probably where it belongs. But I thought there were moments in it. I like the Dave Grohl um, cameo in it. Yeah. which is good. Um, you know, one thing, though, and this might be unpopular, but I thought Keanu actually started to look a bit older, man, you know, because everyone's wow. saying that he's timeless. But I thought in that movie, at times, he kind of moves like an older boy, which makes sense because he's, you know,
0: 70, but... That's probably the first signs of age that we've seen for... Yeah, until years. then he was immortal. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, people...
1: might not agree with that but the one you've got there dude which i was really pumped for which was the king of staten island um had bill burr uh, marissa tomei pete davidson like it had a pretty cool cast and it's loosely based around pete davidson's life he's a young comic and i don't know it just didn't completely hit the mark it kind of it was missing something it wasn't because I I really like Apatow and he's done some, even some of his weirder ones, like it, I loved funny people and I thought it could have been mm. something like that where it still had some really funny, cool moments, but he writes, you know, kind of long form stories and it just, I don't know, nothing really happened in it. I thought Bill Burr was a highlight of it. He he yeah. was funny, but, um,
0: yeah I, I agree. I, mm. I, I have to admit, I didn't know much of, um, sorry, who was the main actor again, again, Pete uh, the, Davidson. I hate the episode of Davidson, that's the one. Um, but yeah, I didn't. I did not really enjoy it that much. I thought it was kind nah. disappointing again. I was sort of waiting for something to, yeah, kind of kick in the gear. But I just yeah, I didn't find him that uh, that that good as well. I, yeah, I don't know that likable or whatever. Like yeah, 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 no, not really at all. Yeah,
1: nah, it yeah. was a weird one. It was. Um,
0: really though, yeah, yeah, mm. not sure about that one. But yeah, hopefully Judd comes back. Will yes, because I don't mind it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Michael Kane was the other impersonation. They do an amazing impersonation, uh, to should agree, so I was trying to think of, but um, yeah. Nice. It, but yes, um, and Mr. Bond as well. They do some cool villains and Bonds, but anyway, keep moving. Um, <laughs> next one is <laughs> uh, Best Animation. Um, so the nominees I got for this is Justice League Dark, Apocalypse War, Onwards, Sonic the Hedgehog, Soul, and The Croods A New Age i've literally not seen any of those <laughs> all right we'll move on this one so i've well, unless you want to have a pick of a crack at it you feel free if you want to keep moving if you want what do you want me to do guess which one you re- i reckon which you haven't seen it's probably gonna be hard to guess so i can just come out at i reckon it's it's onwards is what you had as number one Number That was number two for me, Soul, oh. I guess this is probably... Yeah, Soul got it. To be honest, Soul and Onwards are the two Pixar films this year, and and by default, Pixar usually wins, let's face it. But, um, yeah, both phenomenal films. Soul, um, I think, won the Academy Award as well. Not that, that I I put these submissions in pre-Academy Awards, but, um, yeah, Soul was the one with Jamie Foxx on it, and, again, just such an original concept where essentially a jazz player... Um, uh, has to go to a place in between uh, life and death, and he hmm. gets into a, a strange position where he has to. Um, uh, I think it's he gets assigned a, a girl, uh, to, and he has to give her find her inspiration. Like she has to help her discover inspiration, and and if he does, then uh, potentially he can go back to his body. If not, he, he goes. He goes. Uh, yeah, to, to The underworld. So um, yeah. Very, very, very cool. Um, Onwards as well is is very different. Pixar always has such bizarre storylines, but they just make it work. Um, uh, it stars Tom Holland from you know Spider Man things like that, and Christopher Platt, uh, Chris Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt, yep. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and essentially, uh, I'm trying to remember the storyline. Essentially, I think. Um, their, their uh, dad passes away, but they had this moment to be able to re- bring him back to life for um, for one day only to, to meet him and talk to him that sort of stuff. But as they try and do the spell to bring him back, only half of him comes back, and it's just his legs. Huh. <laughs> dad. So yeah, bit of a bit of a different storyline again. To probably disturbing to some kids, but I don't know. They seem to pull it off as well. <laughs> they do it really well. So. Uh, yeah, another good one. Yeah, yeah Jesus.
1: That, that's yeah. brutal, really, when you think about it. That's a freaking <laughs> morbid concept.
0: It is. Jesus.
1: Dude, yeah. did the Sonic the Hedgehog, was that with Jim Carrey?
0: It was, yes. Yeah. Ivan, did tried. you watch it? I, I Yeah, I can't really remember it that well, but I remember I thought it was okay. I don't think it was, yeah. I'm trying to remember it, but um, I know it, it didn't blow me away. But, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, it can't be that you, good if you can't remember it. No, yeah.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Cool. All um, right. What do we
1: got next, Cookson? What do we got? Cool.
0: We've only got three more awards left. Um, um, so, let's do this. Yeah. Um, so the next one is, uh, which is obviously a very common one, um, is Best Movie Remake. Um, I found it really hard to put, to, to put nominees because, let's face it, remakes are usually pretty shit. So, yeah. Um, I excluded a lot, and uh, I literally put a list of two uh, remakes on this list. So, my remake. <laughs> 50% list,
1: chance of guessing really
0: 50% this. 50% here. Um, the two nominees are Mulan and The Invisible Man. I'm going to go with The Invisible Man. And that'd be a very wise guess, because that's what <laughs> it is. Yeah. Uh, as I said, I was a very, very big fan of Invisible Man. We probably covered it beforehand, but just so well done. Um, updated it, made it suspenseful. Um, yeah, phenomenal. Um, great film, great film. Um, Mulan, actually, this was a huge budget. They were expecting massive returns on this film, given uh, you know all those sort of Disney remakes um, are always going to be, and turning it to live action. Um, but COVID hit and that massively impacted it. So they did put it up. uh, I think they actually charged people to see it. Like they actually had that film only that you would have to pay to see to try and recoup some of the prices. I think it did okay because it was deep in COVID and people hadn't seen a new film for a while. Um, I know my wife, Chloe, loved it, but she's a big Disney fan. Um, But uh, yeah, look at, I mean, it's, It's fun. Um, Those sort of Disney films, you know, I I think are okay. But, um, yeah, they're probably the two that are probably worth mentioning. There are a lot that certainly were worth not mentioning. Uh, They are, that I had on my list, was Doolittle. The one with um, uh, Robert Downey Jr., who's just come off the Avengers series, and that's the first film he pulled out. It's pretty pretty shit, to be honest. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Scoob, which is a Scooby-Doo animation one, pretty average. Uh, Secret Garden, The Witches, which again was pretty disappointing, and uh, The Grudge, which uh, you'll see soon, soon see, made my worst films list. Um, so oh, shit. We'll talk about that one later. Um, onto the second last category. I don't know if there was any uh, remakes that you saw that... Uh...
1: None that come to mind, man. No, no. And all the ones yeah.
0: you've listed, I'm like, yeah, nah. Yeah, yeah. I'll stay. <laughs> Um, best sequel prequel. Um, this is the next category. Um, I had the nominees as uh, Bad Boys for Life, Bill and Ted Face the Music, which we kind of covered, Peninsula, The Trip to Greece, and Wonder Woman 1984. I think we've actually mentioned all of these before. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which would you?
1: Oh, dude. I mean, I reckon I haven't seen all of these. But for you, I'm going to say it's probably either the trip to Greece or Peninsula. And what would you pick? What would I pick? Well, dude, I haven't seen most of them, so I wouldn't pick. Fair enough. I don't know. I don't really. Yeah. But I reckon, all right, I'm going to go one. I reckon Peninsula for you. Correct. Yeah. All right. There you go. (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah that, nice yeah that was a good good film very good film as we covered we probably covered a lot most of these beforehand as we said but yeah peninsula um great zombie flick uh again not as good as the original um train to on but definitely still a lot of fun um yeah you're probably right probably trip to greece was probably number two on that i i do love that series so it is a lot of fun cool Alrighty, dude Final, Final category, category. there's only one <laughs> Only one way to finish this, and that is our version of the Razzies, and that is the worst film of the year. Every year there is a hell of a lot of candidates for this. Let's face it, uh, but I have tried my best to reduce the list to five, um, and I'm definitely very keen to hear your take on this. I don't know if gee, I don't know if you've seen any of these, but uh, dude, I don't yeah, even know if probably... I've seen that many <laughs> yeah. of them. which if is if probably for a good
1: reason because they just yeah look like this a sound that's why that's uh yes, yeah. let's go with that let's have a good eye <laughs> actually no, I did watch a bit of capone that's okay. uh Tom Hardy isn't it
0: it is it is
1: yeah. yeah yep um I don't know the war with grandpa I didn't watch it, but that's with de Niro isn't it
0: yeah yeah
1: that's so disappointing i I' just just even knowing that he's playing those types of films or roles.
0: Absolutely,
1: yeah. Like, does he need the money? Like, why is he doing that? <laughs> why?
0: What do you reckon I've picked?
1: Yeah. Uh, Out of those, I reckon, I mean, you mentioned The Grudge. You obviously didn't like that. Dude, I reckon it will be out of war with, the War with Grandpa, Operation Christmas Drop. That's what I'm going with. <laughs>
0: Uh, the War with Grandpa was my worst film of the year. Oh, there nailed. we go, boom! Um, Robert De Niro, what the hell are you doing? It was, I mean, he is outside of El Pacino, He's my favorite actor of all time, and oh, it's just cute. It just a part of me dies inside when I see him <laughs> do films like this, and he's doing too many of them recently. I mean, he did The Irishman recently. And it's like, dude, you just shown how good. Dude, go back to what you know, what you what you're awesome at, and then he pulls out this stuff. I don't know if he's got grandkids that he's trying to make a film and be like, hey, Grandpa, you know, is a film star. I don't know, but gosh, this is painful to see. Yeah.
1: Dude, they'd have to be great grandkids because he's old as hell. He, even his yeah, grandkids would be like, wouldn't want to watch that shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's... They'd be too old.
0: Uh, yeah, horrible. Uh, I mean, you're right. Yeah, The Grudge. I mean, I'm a massive horror film and this just had nothing on... Like, they've just... It has nothing to do with the Grudge storyline. I mean, they've got the same villain, but they take away, I don't know what they do to this character, other than it um, it just was not scary. They just butchered the storyline. It was just mm. a pile of shit. If you like the original, it's got nothing to do with it and it's just terrible. New Mutants, as I said, was just such a disappointment with the hype. They said it was going to be like the next, like Deadpool or, um, you know, the Wolverine uh, movie that, you know, that sort of R-rated, just not just soft and just terrible. Um, Operation Christmas Drop starred one of the main guys from Vikings in it as well. And, oh, that was painful for a Christmas film as well. Just cheesy and, yeah, not good. (laughs) Uh, and Capone, I mean, you're talking about the biggest gangster of probably all time, and they decide to pick the part where he is useless. He's pretty much shitting himself. He's on death's door. Um, Isn't it because he, like, he's got syphilis or whatever, <laughs> so he's just yeah. shuffling around? <laughs> I mean, imagine Tom Hardy playing Capone in, like, Prime Capone. Like, Yeah. What a, what a, I want to watch that film, not when he's... Again, I think they were trying to show that, you know, vulnerable side and oh, just so disappointing.
1: The side no one knows about Capone. It's like, yeah, no one gives a shit that he's like, that's a boring side. Everyone goes through that when they get older. Maybe not the syphilis, but everyone gets
0: old. <laughs> oh, shocking. Yeah, not good. But yes, that was, that was the awards. I will just say, um, and even though it's, this is a movie and a TV series podcast, The one thing that probably would have hit the list, and actually, so we're going to do the top 10 films in the next podcast. But what would have hit the list is actually a video game that smashed every single one of these movies and TV series. And it's the video game, The Last of Us 2. If you're a fan of The Last of Us series, they are turning this into a HBO series. HBO has bought the rights. They're going to turn into a TV series. I think they're going to put a bit of budget into it. Mandalorian fans, we've got um, Pedro Pascal playing the main character in it. They've also got the little girl from Game of Thrones playing uh, Ally in it, and that is the little girl, not um, from the Stark family, but she was one of the uh, queens, I think it was. She was um, really young, but she's she's buddied up with him. Um, and they've also just cast uh, as Pedro's brother um, in it is, uh, oh, I forget the guy's name, but he's, he's the guy in... Um, Rogue One, and it was in uh, Narcos, Mexico, um, as the main guy in that. Um, great cast. If they do this mm. fil- this video game justice, it will be a phenomenal series, so look out for that one. The video game is phenomenal. The storyline, the gameplay, essentially it's about, post like it's kind of like a zombie film with infected and all that sort of stuff, but not only that, which is really cool. Like Walking Dead, you've got gangs, cannibals out there all kinds of crazy shit going on um, but the storyline between the main guy and this child and what they go through and the t- crazy twists and turns they go through and then the sequel to then go kind of a split storyline on your main characters in the first one and then the sec- the second part is on um, kind of a new character that's kind of a villain that you kind of start to like at the end as well it shows you this crazy mix of that there's good and bad on each side and all this stuff. Just a roller coaster of emotions. Amazing hmm. video game if you're a video gamer. If not, just stay tuned because there's going to be a TV series on it soon. But um, yeah. that was a huge highlight for me as well that I just wanted to mention uh, as well.
1: Podcasts um, just got way more nerdy in the last two minutes.
0: Doing? <laughs> 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 uh, yes. <laughs> sorry, sorry to cut out. Sorry to <laughs> I don't know if I want to hear that
1: comment, but no, probably not.
0: <laughs> uh, so uh, this has really... been fun, man. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, probably went a little bit longer than we originally thought, again. Um, but no, it's uh, it's been been good fun. And, and as I said, we'll do, we'll hit the next next one will be the top ten. And as we said, we'll try and um, try and keep this thing going and actually do a semi regular thing on this uh, going forward and not a uh, six months between podcasts. But hopefully you enjoyed listening. Write in if you think we've got any of these wrong. If there's any categories you think uh, we missed or anything like that, um, definitely want to hear about it. Otherwise, thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Sam, very much for uh, joining as well. Thanks for having me. Cool. Thanks, everyone.